you know, I just want to share a few thoughts today. And uh, as I said, you know, it's, a, it, it's kind of a bit of an honour to come and to speak to you today. Uh, I, I really do love your church. I love what you've done just in the generations and, and in the seasons that we've been through, um, just doing such a great job. And just to share something today, I guess, which has been really special for me. About two weeks ago, God woke me early. And, um, you know, I've tended to find that through this kind of season I've been up and down a little bit you know some days I'm just like full of faith and God's in control and God's doing it and other days I wake up and I go God what's happening I don't know and uh, just he woke me the other day and he started to speak to me about Gideon and it's such a great story now I'm just really mindful at the moment um, that if you haven't read the book of judges lately if you don't know the story of Gideon and, and even in this season um, I know that we've found within our own church that we have people watching who have never been to church before it's an easy time to get in um, you know I encourage you keep keep inviting your neighbors your friends to come and just check church out in this time but you know as um, I'm talking about Gideon today you may have never ever even heard of Gideon before you may have never heard of the story and I just want to say that's okay um, I'll try to make it as simple as I can and explain things. But I, I remember the first time I walked into church at age 21. You know, I'd never stepped into a church building before in my life. And it was strange. There were some things that were just so unusual. And I just want to encourage you today, it's okay. Um, the unusual becomes more normal. And just hang in there with us today. Um, I'll explain the story a bit. But um, here's a bit of background. So when we start talking about Gideon, Gideon lived... 1140 BC. I just want that to sink in for a moment. That's 3,160 years ago this guy lived. It'd be really easy to just say, you know, how on earth can a guy who lived that long ago be relevant for today? You think about his day, you think about uh, how they lived, you think about the practices that were common for them then. They would be so different from what we're doing today. But Gideon's life, and particularly in this season, is a really, really powerful story for us. It's super encouraging, and and I just want to have a look at some of the wisdom, some of the encouragement that God actually gave in this season. I think it's going to encourage you today. So um, he appears in in, in this Bible time where there's intense opposition. You know, the, the nation of Israel, which are God's people, you know, they've got all the neighboring lands, they're coming in and, and they're raiding and they're just devouring the land. They're taking everything. And it's happening year after year after year. It's also at a time when there's a national neglect of God. People have just abandoned God, they've walked away from his ways, they've just moved on in a sense, doing their own thing. And this is kind of the time of where Gideon is. Um, there's some gutsy decisions. And there's a decision from the nation, in a sense, to move back to following God, and God delivers. And it's an amazing story. You know, we read in Judges 8.28 that during Gideon's life, the, the land experiences 40 years of peace. So under Gideon's leadership, you know, can you imagine a nation that's just constantly at war, constantly being just attacked and ravished? They experience four decades of peace. It's an amazing story and, and I, I, I just if you read the end of the story and you hear about this peace and you hear about this victory and all of this, if you knew that was the end and then you started to read the beginning, you would never realise that this could happen. I, I look at the character of Gideon, I look at who he is and, and I, just, I think it's, it just seems to be God's way that he chooses the most unlikely hero 
You know, he goes for people which everyone else would just look straight past. And I think if we were honest, I know, I know I'm, I'm no Superman, um, and I'm just amazed that God chooses me and uses me. And, and how often in our life is this case? See, if I had a job that I wanted done, you know, something this important to deliver a nation from oppression, I would be looking for the most resourced, the most gifted, you know, the, the hugest, most biggest, fiercest warrior. But God doesn't choose that type of person. He actually chooses Gideon. And I think if you look at your life, and, you look at, and, and I know for my life certainly, God seems to do this this way. He picks someone who, when people look at they go, it's obviously God on this person's life. And I think it's such an encouraging sort of thing for us. But I just want to read a bit of a story for you so you get a bit of an understanding, just so a bit of context, so you understand the time um, that Israel is living in at the moment. You know, so here's, this, is, this is Gideon's nation of origin in a sense. This is God's people. And I want to read to you from Judges 6, verses 2 through to 6. It says, The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders from Midian, Amalek and the people of the east would attack Israel. They would camp in the land and destroy the crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle and donkeys. These enemy hordes uh, coming with their livestock and tents were as thick as locusts. They arrived on droves, on camels, too numerous to count and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. It says, so, na- uh, so Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. It's a desperate time, isn't it? Like you can imagine that, you know. And and I think if I don't think we could actually probably get ourselves into the story. You know, I often kind of say it's great when we read a story to try to put ourselves in their shoes, to to walk that space, to know what they were going through. But I don't honestly think that we could understand how they felt. Um, if you, if you try to do this, you know, think if you were the provider, you were like a parent, and you're looking after. Uh, your family or kids or someone that you, you were special to, you're trying to watch over. Imagine being in this time, in this season. You know, um, The neighbouring nations are going to come and you know they're coming. They come every year in this season, every year to take everything you've got. So all you would have to survive for the following year would be what you could save up, what you could store, what you could make safe. You, know, you think about this, how hard would this be? See, I, I said, you know, I don't think we could... We could understand that and I know we're kind of in a season at the moment you know um, people are kind of behaving like that storing up you know we've got cupboards full of toilet papers you know freezers full of mints and, and, and apparently sheds full of beer I, talking to some guys some of my neighbours they're like yep got to store up mate you never know what's going to happen you know <laughs> Australians my goodness but you think through this and we go oh yeah we can kind of understand but, but we can't we don't understand this because you know we have the government to support us we have coals and woolies that if we run out and our cupboards are bare, we'll be able to get something at the stores. You know, there's assistance programs, you know, the different churches, different organisations who give food and support and help. And, and we kind of have all of that to fall back on. But these people had nothing. If these, these nations came and they took their food, they took their livestock, they took everything, that's all they had. Their families would starve over this coming year. There was nothing they could do. You know, the people cried out to God. And that's how that, that verse finishes. And it's such a good place for us all to be at this, at this moment. You know, God help us. 
God be with us. God, you are our providers. You know, they cried out and the cool thing is God heard their cry. Um, he sends a messenger in the form of an angel and it's really interesting the context. You know, the angel comes and, and he, he's there to remind the people through Gideon in a sense, but he reminds them that, hey, we've been here before. I brought you out of captivity. I brought you up. I gave you instructions to follow and you walked away from them. Now you kind of hear that and you kind of hear that as a, a bit of a like, I told you so. I told you to do this and you didn't do this so all of this you're engaging, you're encountering at the moment is all your fault. But it's not what God is doing. God's not trying to kind of reprimand them or wrap them over the knuckle. He's not trying to have a go at them. What he's saying is, hey, it's okay. You've been here before and I saved and I delivered you before. So he comes into this point and I just want to pick up the story in Judges 11, uh, 6, chapter 6, verse 11. And this is what happens. It says, Then the angel of the Lord came, this is the messenger, and he sat beneath the great tree of Ophrah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abizar. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Mighty hero. The Lord is with you. And what I want to do today is I want to talk about two things. The first thing is I want to talk about God's declaration over Gideon and how that refers to God's declaration over you and I today. The second thing I want to talk about is Gideon's response. And I want to have a look at how similar that is to how we respond when God makes these declarations over our own lives. So this first thing, God's declaration. We have to get a picture here. Here is a guy hiding in a hole in the ground, all right? He's, he's, he's in there, he's threshing or he's separating out the wheat and the angel of God shows up and he says to him, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Here's a guy hiding, you can imagine, you know, hiding in a hole in the ground, you know, in a sense fearing, just trying to, trying to look after himself, trying to do what he can and God shows up and he says, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. I just, my brain just, I don't know if you've been mowing the lawn lately or you've been making a, a, a sponge or cooking in the kitchen or something and God's angel has showed up in your, in your midst and said, mighty hero. Great edging on that. Love the icing you put on. Oh, God is with you. I, I don't know if that's a normal occurrence for you. It's not for me. Uh, probably the, the, the closest I can come to this of late is, you know, the woolly shopping and going in, you know, a bit of a hunter-gatherer and able to secure an eight-pack of four-ply toilet tissue. My goodness, man, I'm just sitting there waiting for God to do one of these sort of virtual high-fives. Mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. But in all seriousness, I, I look at Gideon's life and I look at his actions and, and I think it's a stretch. I, I don't see in this how God could have said to him, I see what you're doing. Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. God wasn't looking and what, not making this declaration because of what he was doing, but because of who he was. And we need to hear this and we need to understand this. You know, with all that's happening in your life at the moment, with all that's happening in the season and the people around us, you might think that's a bit of a stretch. You know, you look at how you've responded, you look at what you're doing, and you might be a bit like Gideon. You might have your head down, you might be just kind of looking after your own, you know, you're just doing what you can to survive. But God's calling you up. He's calling out of you what's in your life and he's 
desiring more. He wants more from you. He's saying to you, hey, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Now, he's not doing that to make you feel good, right? It's not about kind of giving, giving you this kind of you know, importance about you. God's declaration is, is, is upon your life because he's calling you to greater things in this season, in this, the opportunities that we have now. He's saying, hey, come on, rise up. You have a community, you have neighbours, you have workmates, you have family, you, you have a nation that needs saving. And this is a call that God's making on our lives. He's called you to more. You know, you've been created to be a voice of hope. I, I love that thought. You know, I, I know for me in, in my church, I've been talking about this. This is a season of hope. And we are vessels of hope. That, that we need to go out. We need to be the voice, not of fear, but a response of faith. And this is what God wants us to be to the people around us. You know, as I say this, that not be that man. Oh, ah. That may not be the person you, you feel you are at the moment. You know, I say, you know, mighty hero, and you might go, mm, it doesn't kind of fit, doesn't sit on me, that. I, I just want you to get rid of feelings just for a moment. And let's just look at fact. If you had right now beside you, you know, someone standing with you that was resourced, you know, they had everything, um, they were all powerful. They had, had an amazing amount of influence. No one could say no to them. You know, this, is just, this person just was, was everything. I just want to ask a question. If, if you had that person with you, that was standing beside you, that was for you, how, how would you do things differently today? What would your attitude be for tomorrow if this person was with you? You knew you had everything. You knew you were just not going to run out of food. You're not going to run out of opportunities. You've you got everything. Wouldn't we do things differently? See, the reality of it is that, that, that God is with us and he has everything. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. There's, there's nothing God cannot do. And that should dictate how we respond in this season, that God's got this. Everything's okay. So if you don't feel it, that's okay. But what we need to do is make a decision Make a choice to walk in that confidence. Gideon was sort of faced with the same thing. You know, we, we have this chance today to be people of faith, to be those who rise up and, and stand upon, stand above the things around us because we serve an amazing God who loves us and who cares for us. You know, the angel of the Lord, he said, the Lord is with you. I just want to say today, you know, if, if you're a Christian, if you would make that declaration in your life, if you know who Jesus is, you know that he died for you, that your sins are forgiven, that you have a relationship for eternity with the living God. This should change the way we think. It should change the way we act. And I just want to say to you today, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. So that's that first thing, God's declaration over your life. The second thing I want to look at is Gideon's response. Now, Gideon responds to the angel. And how he did it, I reckon we would do exactly the same thing. I know I would in my life. And I'd imagine that most of us would respond in a similar way. He says this, basically, he says, if he is with me, if the Lord, if, if, Jehovah, if God is with me, then why has all this happened? Explain to me. You know, he's basically said, where are the miracles that we've heard about? You're reminding me now, where are they? I haven't seen them. Has God just brought us this far to then abandon us, 
to leave the nations around us just to absolutely pillage us and destroy us? Was that, God, was that God's intention? Now, seriously, it's a good question, isn't it? You think about it. I know I've asked this question in my own life many times. You know, God, hey, if you're for me, why is this happening? And, I, and the thing I love about this is, is God can handle our questions. He doesn't freak out. He's like, no, you've got no right to ask that question. The angel actually answers it. You know, God, God speaks about this situation. And in verse 14, it's really interesting, um, in, in answering Gideon's cry, you know, why God? He, he says, okay, you want things to change? All right, Gideon, go and be the change that you want to see. I'm sending you to do it. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever asked God a question and not liked his response? I know it's happened to me a number of times. You know, I'm just thinking about this one. You know, Gideon, in this sense, what was he doing? He was kind of saying, hey, God, why? And then all of a sudden God turns it around and he says, okay, will you be the how? Can you imagine, you know, I know for me I'd be going, whoa, 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 no, just a second. God, I asked why. I didn't say I wanted to be the answer. God, I just want to know. Don't, don't get me involved. But God didn't do that. He said, Gideon, if you're serious about this, then you'll be my answer. You'll go and you will deliver your people. Go in the strength that you have, I'm with you. I mean, what a response. I mean, it's obviously not what Gideon wanted to hear. And I think sometimes for us, it's not what we want to hear either. We say, God, why? And he says, oh, hey, I'll tell you what, how about you fix that? And how do we respond? You know, we chuck our arms in the air, we, we hide in a hole. <laughs> we go about our own business because we don't want to be the answer. God wants to use you. Hey, you're a mighty hero. The Lord is with you. We need to rise up. You know, often in this, um, we kind of look at ourselves and we go, eh, you know, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm resourced enough. I, I'm obviously not strong enough. We, we start making all of these kind of excuses. Um, but it's actually never, never about our strength. It's never about our wisdom. It's never about our resources. And as you read the rest of the story, you actually see how God delivers the nation. It's an amazing story and he brings about the miraculous and, and he uses those who choose to stand with Gideon. You know, we're never alone, we never stand by ourselves. You know, sometimes it takes one person to make that first decision. But it's amazing how people just come together and God brings more people together. And, and, and what started with a one single action, a one single decision becomes an army. And this is that season that we're kind of in. It's just us all making decisions to stand up, to be the mighty warrior that God's called us to be. And as, as we do that, you know, God brings us together virtually online at a safe distance, but he brings us together to do the things that we need to do. So I just want to encourage you with that. You know, um, have a look how Gideon responds to God's invite. It's a good thought, all right? He says, hey, you be the one, you be the change. And this is what Gideon says in verse 15. He replies to God by saying this. He says, But Lord, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh and I am the least in my entire family. My tribe is, is, is just the absolute weakest and I am the least. This is Gideon's response to God. See, Gideon responds by pulling, pulling out his resume. You know, he grabs all this stuff, he looks at his credentials, his capacity, his standing in society, and he makes the incorrect assumption that when you added all that up, that he couldn't be used by God. 
He said, God, if you look at my life, there's no way in the world I can do this. I'm not the right person to do this. And I just think about that, you know, the original language for, for that week and least, it actually means little or insignificant. And that's how Gideon saw himself. That he was little. His family, his his clan, they were little. They were insignificant in the nation. But you compare that to what God said about him. Right? That, that mighty hero, it actually means a capable, powerful, strong, worthy, valiant warrior, champion, hero or helper. How different is that? What God speaks over him and calls out of him compared to how he saw himself. You know, I just want to ask the question, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? Who do you see when you look in the mirror? See, when you look at your past, you look at your mistakes, you look at your failings. What do you see? What assumptions, what labels, what, what limitations do you declare over your own life? Because God doesn't see those things. We see them, but he doesn't. We say, I'm weak, I'm nothing. But he says, no, you are strong and you are mighty and you are valiant. You're a warrior. You're a hero. Let's stand up and let's do something significant about this. You know, I just want to wrap up and um, I just kind of... You know, it'd be really easy today to kind of respond by saying, hey, this would be a great message if my name was Gideon. <laughs> you know, I'm not Gideon. God didn't say, hey, Mark, but I don't really care what your name is. It could be John or Jeff or Mary or Joy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter our name because God's making this declaration over all of us. You know, it doesn't just apply to someone called Gideon who lived 3,160 years ago. It applies to you today. See, God speaks these words over all of us. You know, throughout Scripture, God continues to remind us that He is for us, that He has created us, that He loves us, that He goes before us, that He empowers us to accomplish great works that He planned for you before you were even born. God's fingerprint, His, his, his workings are all over your life. He has a purpose and a plan for you, you know. The choice today, I guess, is whether we look in the mirror and we see someone weak and lacking. Or do we look in the mirror and we see us as God sees us? Because that's a decision that we need to make today. You know, I can't make that for you. Pastor Dave, Pastor Alex can't make that for you. That's your choice, your decision to make. When you look in the mirror today, will you see yourself as the mighty hero? As the one that the Lord is with? Or will you see yourself as insignificant, little, lacking? Because it's not how God sees you. You know, it's all about gaining God's perspective today. You know, as we go about our daily lives, you know, uh, one thing I've been so encouraged with um, in this season is the fact that, that the church building may be shut, but the church is alive and flourishing. The church is doing things it would have never dreamed it could have done in this season. It's becoming creative. It's, it's getting new opportunities all the time. It's our time to rise up and to be the mighty hero that God's called us to be. You know, um, if you're listening today, and you know, as I said before earlier in the message, I said, you know, there's people who may have never been to church before. Uh, you may feel a little bit distant from God, and, and even as I'm talking about, you know, God being with you. You feel that that's kind of something that you, it just doesn't resonate, doesn't sit with you at the moment. You might be on a journey of just getting to know this God that I'm talking about. And I've got to say, it's a great journey. Uh, it's filled with a little bit of unknown. And even for me, you know, I've been following Christ now for 30 years and there's still the unknown every day. 
it's an exciting adventure. Uh, it's not always easy, um, but I would never turn back. I would never walk away from this amazing God that has touched my life. And I just want to say, if, if you've never, never connected with God before, then you need to get in touch with this church. You need to contact them. You need to ask the questions because in this season, we may not be able to meet physically, but man, we can still talk. We can still um, journey together, uh, finding out about who our amazing God is. And I just want to invite you to do that.